Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine, and we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. So today's episode has come after Kate and I working for 10 years with women and hearing over and over and over again, I want someone who puts me first. I want someone who makes me their first priority. And this is for all of the women who say this to themselves and also for a reality check for women who might be dating men with children <laughs> and men with ex-wives, right? And how to navigate that. Here's the thing. You know, I'm going here with inner child work. <laughs> <laughs> Do your inner child work so that you stop expecting your partner to be the perfect parent. Mm-hmm. Inside of the, the person who's really caught up and I want someone who puts me first, chances are you're not putting yourself first in your life. And we'll, we'll riff on that in a minute. <laughs> I can watch, I can see Kate. Kate's like tapping her fingertips together. <laughs> like, can't, can't wait to talk about that. But, but really you have to feel that in an adult relationship, people don't behave like parents. And it's actually not appropriate for your parent to make you the center of their world, like past the age of like 10, 12, but also hopefully you're learning skills on how to ask for what you need. You know, you're not just throwing a tantrum and demanding your parent stop everything that they're doing and pay attention to you. But this is what we do with our partners. Like put me first means you're asking him to put him second. And I promise you, that is not what you want. And that is not what's going to set the stage for an epic relationship. You actually want someone who puts themselves first and you put you first. And we'll talk about what this means because I can already feel the wheels of like the person, but that's selfish. And and if you're recovering from a narcissist, the narcissist always put themselves first. (laughs) So we'll deepen into that. But really, really take a look if this is what you've been saying to yourself and whether or not you prioritize yourself, whether or not you put yourself first in your life and watch from what part of yourself you're saying this from. Yeah. And I think that, you know, often when women are in relationships and they're like, I don't feel like a priority. I don't like, he needs to prioritize Mm -hmm. me first. It also also can often come from being in the wrong relationship because if you're in a relationship where you feel like your partner doesn't have the capacity to prioritize you and your relationship at all, you know, like they're not making space for talking about what's coming up for you, for working through your triggers as they come up. They're not making space to have quality time with you. They're not making space to deepen in your union. Well, what's the point of being in the relationship? So, you know, not being a priority at all in a relationship, not having the relationship be a priority at all. Yeah. That's like, that's 
information that might be working against the relationship. And I think so often that's why women say, I want to be the first priority because they're like a little kid stomping their feet saying, why aren't I a priority? Why isn't the relationship a priority? And so know that, yeah, absolutely. When you're in a relationship, if someone doesn't have the capacity to prioritize the relationship, that's a flag. That's yeah. maybe oh, not so an aligned good. relationship. Um, so good. Yeah. So important. And so, but in terms of prioritizing you first, it's like that to me now from where I stand as a queen <laughs> following our queen episode, um, I just like feel sick at the idea of someone prioritizing me first. I remember having boyfriends who did that and it was so it like now who I am now would be unattracted to that. Like if someone was like, I just want to be there for you. I just want to do everything for you. I just want to take care of you. I just want to provide for you. I just want to like, to me, that's like, Ooh, it's repulsive now because I prioritize myself and what I find attractive in a man is a man who's rooted in himself, who prioritizes himself, who has his own rituals, his own, you know, being, being in Nosara was so cool watching, you know, all the men who were deeply committed to their spiritual practices and who would go surfing every day, non-negotiable every morning and maybe even at sunset. Mm -hmm. And it was like so beautiful to witness these men who are so rooted in themselves being a priority. And, you know, of course there's always extreme cases. There's, so I think we, we become repelled by these ideas of prioritizing self or someone else prioritizing themselves because we're, because sometimes we're dealing with a narcissist who only prioritizes themselves. So it's Mm -hmm. like, can they hold both? Can they prioritize themselves and their own purpose and their own, you know, physical activities that bring them joy in their own hearts and their own world? And can they prioritize a relationship, right? Yes. Versus like one or the other, like not prioritizing themselves at all or prioritizing only you, which is both are repulsive from, from this place. This is the key word priority. Cause also the person saying like, I want someone who puts me first is often the person saying, I want someone who makes me a priority. And I love what you said. Cause I have a whole thing around. It's never about being put first. It's about prioritizing the relationship. So that was super epic. What you just said about perhaps you're in the wrong freaking relationship. If you're constantly complaining about not being a priority or put first and If we bring it back to the child that wants this, the child doesn't take responsibility for themselves. So then the child's not actually choosing a person who has the capacity to do this because I'm pretty sure in seven years with my husband, I have never complained about not feeling like I'm put first or a priority because my husband does prioritize the relationship. It's just not, you don't even have to think about it. But what you're doing when you're not actually in the choice point you're not paying attention to who shows up for you, right? You know this, you're out there complaining about not being put first and choosing people who have no capacity to actually partner with you and prioritize partnerships. So then you're just perpetuating the cycle. The healing mantra from codependency is I am responsible for my well-being." And let's talk about what well-being is for a second, right? we think we want a relationship where I'm spending every single second. Like, I love everything you just said. It's not that I spend every single second with my partner. I am so turned on 
watching my husband drive himself to the gym. Like I'm so turned on when he comes in and he's like, I'm, I'm going out with the guys tonight. Right. Or he's working with his coach or he's reading a book. You love when when he goes golfing. Oh my God. Because he comes home so happy from golf. Yes. (laughs) And we say we want a relationship that's alive. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm standing for and feel if a child's choosing, put me first, prioritize me. Guess what? Also, you're saying that because probably you didn't have that as a child. I can't even begin to tell you the amount of people I work with that had chronic neglect, like unbelievable neglect, like not paid attention to as children, but then they're not paying attention to themselves as adults. Because if you're connected to yourself and you're paying attention, especially when you're dating, you're actually saying, wait, does this person have capacity or I know that when I'm insecure, when I start like hyper-focusing on what Andrew's doing in my marriage, that's my signal. Like, Ooh, I haven't really been paying attention to myself. Like Mm -hmm. that's what gets to happen. You then understand that evolution when you're not looking outside of yourself to make you feel good. And you can get vulnerable too. exactly. Like if you're walking around, like I want to be put first, I want to be put first. I want someone who prioritizes me. You can say, wow, I really have a lot of intensity around that. I probably should look more deeply at like how I'm treating myself, how I'm behaving myself in my life than the accountability of who am I choosing? Yes. Who am I choosing? Yeah. And I was just thinking like, as you were talking about, if you're focused on Andrew, it's the wrong focus. Like you focus on how you feel. Is the relationship nourished? Are you nourished? Are you taking responsibility for your own nourishment? And I was thinking back, like, as you were talking, I was imagining myself back when Regina was fully in charge. I remember being absolutely like against Charlie going on trips without me. It's like, no, we're in a relationship now. We go on trips together. You don't spend money and go on a trip without me. You only go on trips with me. And I remember him feeling so, God, I feel so bad for him. I should, (laughs) I should like do like write him a sorry letter, apology letter. But I, um, I, I was so terrified of him leaving, of him falling in love with someone else, not because I didn't trust Charlie. So if this is you and you're a woman who gets anxious at the idea of your partner going away for a boys weekend or going away for something else, check in. Is it because, because I deeply trusted Charlie with my life. It wasn't that I didn't trust Charlie. It was that I wasn't valuing myself. And I was so insecure inside of myself because I had no relationship with myself. I didn't treat myself like a queen, like we talked about in the last episode. And so that's why I was, I had no worth myself. So as soon as he was out of my field, I would feel worried that he was going to fall in love with someone else or that he was going to leave me not because he wasn't safe and I wasn't safe in the relationship. So what, what the problem was is I was totally trapped in his world and everything he was doing and not doing. And this is what happens in the old paradigm codependent relationship is our focus is, and like we talked about last episode, the setup happens when you're dating. So if your focus is always on what they're doing and not doing when you're dating, he hasn't texted me back. Oh, he texted. Now I feel good. Oh, like he hasn't asked me out on another date. Oh, he's dating other people. Like if you're always in the other person's world in the beginning, that's going to be the setup for the relationship because it means you're not deeply rooted in your own world. And so 
you're going to get activated by things like this. But like from where I sit now, when you're in your queen energy and you're fully connected to the magnitude of who you are, you want your partner to be happy. And if your partner going on a trip to India, I watched my cousin and her husband, they're so different. They have little kids and, and she's not a big trap world trap. She travels to certain places, but, but he's like super adventurous and like, he'll go to India for a month by himself. And she supports that. And I thank God, because they've been together since 10th grade. So I'm really glad that she supports him to fully be himself. And it's been so beautiful to watch because it's like when Regina was in charge, I couldn't support my partners being fully expressed, but then I became not attracted to them after. Right. And so like what we're attracted to is someone who's fully filled up within themselves. And so like you just said, if you're focused on the other person and worried about what they're doing, it means you're, you've got the wrong focus. It means your attention is on them and not you. And so I, I, I wrote something down earlier, but it's like when your soul is saying, I want you to put me first, your soul, your ego is saying, your saboteur is saying, or the little girl inside is saying, I want you to put me first. It's actually your soul also saying, I want you, Kate, if I'm talking to myself, to put me first, yes. right? So every time you hear, I, he's not prioritizing me ask yourself, am I prioritizing me? Cause your soul is screaming at you for you to bring your attention off of him onto you and everything you're expecting him to do, do it for yourself. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And this doesn't stop only when you're dating. Like that's why I brought it up about Andrew. Like I, t- it's, it's a default. And here's the thing. When you stop beating yourself up about everything, like you start to see the magic of your psyche, like exactly like you just said, like I can see now that it's not about Andrew when that voice is happening, right? Like I can see now when I get, at least for myself, I know when I'm a little irritable or like short, like usually that means I'm tired, right? Like when I'm super in a comparison mode, it means I've spent too much time on social media, right? Like you stop being so critical of your, like all we have our patterns, but what healing does is you now can see them for what they are. And you know, the road home, you know, the road home, you know, how to return to love, you know, how to come back to yourself. It's not about being perfect at this all the time. Right. And your inner child doesn't heal by you just saying, Oh, okay. I know I have an inner child, right. Your saboteur doesn't just, you don't just stop listening to your saboteur. You cultivate the voice of the heroine. Yes. Right? You cultivate the voice of a loving friend and parent. And I think a lot of people get caught in the like, okay, well now what do I do? How do I prioritize myself? It doesn't happen all at once. Mm-hmm. Right. But it certainly starts happening by taking responsibility for yourself. And then which looks like taking responsibility for who you choose, which is why I'm so thrilled you brought this up about being in the wrong partnership possibly. Mm-hmm. Right. And before that, it's also, especially with my couple's work, it's like, when was the last time you actually asked your partner for what you needed, mm. right? Lots of women will say, oh, I'm in the wrong relationship, but they've never actually sat down with their partner and said, hey, like, this is what I'm noticing. These are the things that I'm wanting. I want to spend more time doing X, Y, Z. It's much easier to just say, oh, this is wrong. Bye. Right. Mm. I'll just find somebody else. But usually it's, you've, you've ended up choosing from your wound, from your fear, right? And you're not in alignment and it's much easier to blame your partner than take a look at that. But we wanted, I really wanted to bring in this episode because I, I, I feel like I probably said this 
I mean, I wanted somebody to like drop everything in their life and make me, and make me the most important. But now I see it as like the, ex, to the extent that you want this is directly proportional to the extent that you were neglected because emotional neglect is what from parents is what's feeling. I want to be chosen. It's what's feeling. I want somebody to put me first. It's what's feeling. It's I want a do-over with my childhood. This is why you do your childhood work. So you stop acting this shit out in your adult partnership and you stop asking, my God, you can, people are asking, you can ask the world to give you the childhood that you had, right? Like this is the, I want everything to be fair. I want everyone to get along all the time. I want everything to be rainbows and butterflies. Like life is all things. This is why you grow yourself up. This is what happens on the other side of deep personal work is you are free to be yourself no matter what's going on in the world. You are free to follow your truth no matter what someone else is saying. You are free to actually take care of yourself rather than making other people responsible for doing that for you because that's not how life works, Mm -mm. right? And I was, gosh, I was thinking about how many, there are men who want to be the perfect daddy. Mm -hmm. Like there are men who can't wait come here comes a controlling partner, babes, right? Like watch out for the person who's like, I just want to take care of you. I just want to do everything for you. I just want to make sure that you always have what you need. That's a manipulative tactic to rope you in so that you, they end up controlling every single thing you do. I, I, I heard a story from a woman this morning about one of her friends who dated someone who told her what kind of hairstyles she could have. Mm. Like that was the extent. Oh my God. I watched a show last night called unorthodox. Um, I don't know that. It's so good. It's a woman who it's a true story. It's a reality show. It's so good. It's a woman who um, grew up in a Hasidic Jewish community and she left and she has dot, she has daughters that are in their twenties and a couple of sons. And she's, she became a super powerful, um, fashion designer and, um, and fat put on fashion shows and all that. And she's wildly successful now. And she like unpacks the conditioning and like women in that culture, literally like they're second class citizens. They have no choices. Nothing's about them. They're just like it. And, you know, in patriarchy, like, obviously that's an extreme scenario that still exists today in, in modern time. And, um, and yet in patriarchy, like this is where we all came from. Women were second class citizens everywhere. And, you know, we've been, we've done a lot of legwork to get to where we are, but in order to create a, a, a healthy adult relationship, which most people don't have, because in my experience of everyone I've coached, every relationship we've unpacked, every single, and including my own, every time we're in our wounding, every time our inner child and our saboteur are activated in relationship, it's one person's the child and one person's the parent. So for the majority of my clients, the powerful divorced women who are like superhuman and have, you know, successful careers and kids and they're, they're working their butts off and, um, and feel totally empty inside those women consistently all of their husbands were like teenage boys i was gonna say they were the they parent, were like children right? and they were the parent and then for the other clients who are who attract narcissists and toxic relationships and who are hooked into these guys that treat them like shit they were the child and the guy was the toxic 
parent or father. And so it's kind of (laughs) gross when you think about it, but it's like, ask yourself, who are you? And really, I was the child. I always in relationship that, and and still, you know, when I'm in my wounding, like it's the kid feeling like I need to be rescued, feeling like I'm incapable, attracting partners who want to be my savior and rescue me. And it doesn't mean they're toxic or bad. Like that's not the only case scenario for that that version. Um, but that's what plays out in relationships. And so in order to have a, like knowing that's really helpful for sure. And like definitely doing the work to understand these parts of yourself. So they have less power over you, but also like the more we step into all of who we are and become that, like everything, even with a checklist, you know, oh, I want my partner to be this X, Mm. Y, and Z. And I want him to have all of these things. It's like, instead of focusing, like, are you those things? If you want a partner who's committed to growth, if you want a partner who's, who's really healthy, if you want a partner who's, you know, super generous, are you those things? And how can you embody more of those things and be those things so that you're not looking to get Mm. something fulfilled from a partner. And that way you're meeting your own needs. And in relationship, what your partner does when they show up for you is overflow. You're not like empty. You don't have an empty cup and you're like, please fill my cup. I'm, (laughs) I, I don't have this in within myself and I need, I need you to give me this thing. I need you to make me feel beautiful. I need you to make me feel sexy. I need you. I need you to give to me. I need you to put me first. Well, you're coming from an empty cup. versus actually having your cup full and being like, Ooh, I love when you do that for me. It's like overflow. Yes. Yes. And this is a perfect segue to like what it actually means to put yourself first. Cause I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about all the self-sacrificers. I'm thinking about all the women who are afraid to be selfish. Mm -hmm. Right. And so putting yourself first is the responsibility for your well being, right. It, and the adult relationship, we say we want passionate, alive partnership, right? But then we end, we act like parents and children mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like wonder why you stop having sex with your partner, right? But so I feel, I was thinking about the, the things that were hard for me were like in putting myself first. It was like, I had to be willing to disappoint people, mm. right? Like I had to be willing to have people not like me, right? I had to be willing to do things that were wildly inconvenient and Personally, I also had to be willing to fight the part of me that wanted to work all the time because that was really where my like over-functioning showed up. But then, right, if you are mostly resentful in your life, guess what, babe? You've got some boundaries that you're not setting. You've got some overgiving that you're operating in. And it doesn't mean that you don't do things for others. Like it doesn't mean that you're not of service to your community and service to your family and service to your friends. But now there's a pause before you make decisions. And it's, does this include me? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, is this something I really want to do from the truth of my soul or am I doing it because of obligation or am I doing it because I feel guilty or I'm doing it because I think I have to. Those are like the most dangerous words. Mm -hmm. I have to. I have to do this to them. I have to. I have to. I have to. Mm, No, you actually don't. There is actually nothing you have to do. Mm -hmm. And there are ways like conscious choice is maybe sometimes like I'm thinking about you know, helping a friend when maybe I wasn't like fully resourced to do it, but I loved my friend and I knew I consciously said, okay, I'm going to extend myself right now. Cause I really want to, I know I might be a little more tired if I stay on the phone with her for the rest of the night, but I'm doing that from conscious choice, not 
oh, I really don't want to. I really don't want to. I really can't. I'm going to really, I'm and then I'm going to complain all day the next day about being tired. Mm-hmm. I hope this makes sense for people, but the, the empowerment, cause it's not like all or nothing. And guess what? If you have all or nothing thinking that's child consciousness, but it's not like I either put myself first or I put, put myself last. Like that's the big swing. It's like putting myself first means I'm always connected to my well being. That it's the adult in me, the heart in me that's saying, okay, I'm, I'm choosing to do this right now because I want to, right? I'm choosing to do this now because I can. I'm choosing to do this now because maybe it'll compromise me a little bit tomorrow, but then I'm going to fill myself back up tomorrow, right? It's you always prioritize your well being. And this was, this was so fucking hard for me. Like this was so hard for me because of everything you just said, not only our personal childhood, but also our culture, right? I love when you go in your rant about like, oh, she's so selfless. Oh, oh, I'm so happy. Bring it, Kate, bring it about the selfless. Oh my God. Yeah. Like how many of you have been to- This is important. This is it. How many of you have been to an elderly woman's funeral? And they're like, oh, what I loved most about her was she was so selfless. I actually, I did a massive um, rant post about this (laughs) about a year ago when my friend had a baby and he, I mean, he has no idea I did this, I mean, maybe he took it, maybe he saw it, but um, he had a baby and he posted this picture of his wife and this baby. And he was like, she is the most amazing woman in the world. She is so selfless. She is so selfless and it is amazing. She puts everyone else first. She's this super mom to our newborn baby. She takes care of me. She is so selfless. I actually saw an ex-boyfriend do a birthday post of his wife and he was like on her birthday, thank you so much for taking care of me. I don't know what I'd do without you. And I'm like, oh my God, I would die if that was my partner now. (laughs) I thank you. That's my birthday acknowledgement. Thank you. Exactly. And what, and let's break down the word. If you haven't heard this rant before self less, less of a self, let's celebrate women in a patriarchal culture where women are actually supposed to be less of a self supposed to take up less space, supposed to not be supported for who they are and not have a place. Yeah. So, so in order for us to reclaim our stake, we have to be willing to prioritize ourselves. I'm going to say first, like put the mask on yourself on the airplane. Um, you know, like before your child, even like you, if you aren't resourced in yourself, I guarantee you, I I'm, I have so many clients I work with who have little kids and the first thing we do is have them learn how to fully resource themselves so they can be a more present parent because they're not present with their kids. They're missing their kids' childhood, these beautiful younger years because they're so burnt out because they're not even prioritizing showering. And yes, obviously it's a handful when you have kids, but there are ways to carve out time and create time for yourself. But we buy into an illusion that, that that there's not and that we just have to take care of everyone but ourselves. And we buy into the story that we have to put everyone else first. And once we're done that, then, then the illusion, right? The illusion of once I'm done taking care of everyone else, then I'll feed myself, then I'll shower, then I'll take care of myself. And the truth is, if that's what you believe, you won't. You won't. You won't. Right. And I'm thinking of Glennon Doyle, right? If you haven't read Untamed, Go get that freaking book. Such a breakthrough for me reading that book. Um, Wrote poetry for a month after reading that book. This, like, if you're not full of yourself, what Mm. the fuck are you full of then? You're full of everybody else. And (laughs) 
I'm also thinking about the, the women and, and myself included, the women I work with where their value is in what they do. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what bring, that's what perpetuates that cycle is I'm valuable because I give to right. others. Like I'm valuable because I'm so helpful rather than I'm valuable because I exist. And then it becomes actually learning how to receive. So this is like the full circle about, I want someone who puts me first. I want someone who puts me first. You're a woman who not only puts her, doesn't put herself first. You have no idea how to receive. So guess what? Even if you met somebody who would prioritize you and who would prioritize the relationship, you'd think there's something wrong with him. You'd push him away. Mm-hmm. Your saboteur probably would be like, he's not good enough for me, right? Because you don't know how to receive. When you feel worthy and viable because you exist, you make choices from your fullness, not from fear, not from obligation, not from guilt. And then you can receive right? And you've taught me that. This is my, this is my own personal work around actually receiving from like really receiving from friends. I let myself receive from my partner, but receiving from girlfriends, like to just need support emotionally and let my girlfriend show up for me. Hard for me working on it. I'm infinitely better than I ever was before, but I, I, I actually remember, I'll never forget this, this session with one of my therapists. And she was like, have you ever been around like a happy, joyful, like proud of herself woman. And I never saw my mom that way. Mm. Right. And so I'm listening to you about kids. Like it's not only about the women, the woman filling herself up so she can take care of her kids. It's like, think about what you're showing your kids. Mm -hmm. Like we have perpetuated patterns of martyr women, right? Women who take all the emotional, you know, responsibility for their partner or do all the work because we don't see women like loving their life, right? Like, oh, I could never go away for a weekend without my kids. Like what? Your kids are going to remember that you did that. I never saw my mom do anything for herself never saw my mom do anything for herself. And actually I wrote my college essay about, I had one woman, my aunt Beth, who, who died from multiple sclerosis. Hmm. And so I, I, you know, she wasn't around for a long time for me, but I wrote my college essay about her because even when this woman was falling apart, I mean, body deteriorating, she put on makeup, she loved herself. She talked about how much she loved her husband. I watched her husband be so devoted to her right up until the end. And, and like it, it, that was the mess. Like I actually had one, this one woman watching someone love herself and, and be positive. She never complained, at least not in front of me. Right. But like, I had that one example, lasting impact. I wrote my college essay about her. Like that's how much it matters mm-hmm. that you model Yes. Right. Guess what? If you are a parent, it does not fucking matter what you say. Yeah. Kids are watching you. They are watching how you talk about yourself. They are watching how you're being right. And then they're watching how your partner treats you. I mean, I have a memory of my dad turning his face away from my mom when my mom went to kiss him. Mm. You know, it's like, that is what matters. And so what is now, there is nothing more wildly attractive Yes. And intoxicating and irresistible than a woman who loves herself when she walks into the room. Mm-hmm. Like there is no woman more irresistible who prioritizes herself and her life and shows up on a date full of herself and full of life. Right? Don't you want to be around those people? 
Like that's who you want to get to know. Now imagine you're on a date with a guy who's like, yeah, my life like just really sucks. Like really not happy. Nothing's really inspiring to me, but I'm really hoping I find a girlfriend. Um, you're probably not going to go on a second date. <laughs> hope, hope to God you don't go on a second date with someone like that. But that's what we do to ourselves. Like, I just really want someone who puts me first. Hi, I just really want someone who puts me first and makes me the center of their world. Uh, I put nope. myself last over and over and over and over and over and over and over again all day yeah. long, but I really want someone who puts me first. I mean, mathematically, it just doesn't equate. It's like, <laughs> it doesn't, I don't know much about math, but then to, to me, they just don't line Not up. It doesn't. how that works. Yeah. And, and you said earlier, you know, like how women are so worried, like, oh, I'm selfless. I have to take care of everybody else because I don't want to let them down. But the truth is, your friendships, like everyone in your world will enjoy your energy so much more, including your children, including your husband, including your dates, including your, your gardener, including everyone. When you are filled up within yourself, you are a much more enjoyable person to be around. You will attract the right people to you when you're resourced, when you prioritize yourself completely, completely. So it's the only way. And I, 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 I guess the new truth podcast is all about putting yourself first, like literally every episode. episode. So now, you know, stop looking for a man to put you first. Um, That's actually not a good thing. And put yourself first. That's the key. It doesn't make you a selfish bitch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It makes you a fully embodied, whole, amazing woman. And it doesn't really matter what other people think of you anyway. Wink. (laughs) So we love you. You know what to do. If you loved this episode, share it with everyone you love who needs to hear this message onward and upward with taking responsibility for your well-being and living a life that inspires you, that you love, and that is aligned with your truth. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.